Welcome to Exceptionally Unordinary, the podcast, where our goal is to encourage, educate, and empower parents who are raising exceptional children. Join me as we dive into the real and raw of living an unordinary life. Hello, everybody. Once again, I missed last week because we were on the road. So I am back with the Simplify Your Life episode I have been promising now for I don't know how many weeks. Uh, My name is Gina. I am the host of Exceptionally Unordinary, the podcast, and I am a mom of four. I homeschool, and so I completely get the importance of simplifying your life. I am not perfect. It has taken me a long time to figure some things out, but I am here today to share some tips and tricks that I have learned along the way. Today's episode is sponsored by Wild Tree. I have a Wild Tree business. You can find me at www.wildtree.com slash Gina Schlicksup. G-I-N-A-S-C-H-L-I-C-K-S-U-P. If you have not checked out Wild Tree yet, you are really missing out. It is super friendly for allergies, gluten-free, peanut-free. There are codes on all of our products. They are super simple to read. The meals are delicious, and I promise you will not be disappointed. With that, let's kind of take off and get to work on simplifying your life. First and foremost, the most important rule of simplifying your life, do not overschedule yourself or your family. This one can get a little bit tricky, but stay with me and let's see if we can't figure out ways that you can reduce the stress in your life from being overscheduled. So let's start with number one. We all love to help out. We like to volunteer. We like to get involved with the activities at our kids' school, maybe at our church, in our neighborhood. We, as a people, like to help others. But there are some times where we just can't do it all, and no becomes a very important word. You have to learn to say no. I once read in a book, and I feel like it was a Lisa Turkhurst book, where if it was not an emphatic yes, then it was a hell no. So if you just do not feel super passionate about something and you are just doing it because you feel obligated to do so, or no one else is picking up the slack, or you feel like people will look down upon you if you don't sign up for something, it's okay. You can say no. If it is not an emphatic yes, then it's a no. And do not feel the least bit guilty for saying no. We all have our limitations, and we only have so much time in our day. Overscheduling ourselves does no good for anyone involved. We typically cannot give our best effort in whatever we've signed up for. Our family suffers the consequences. We personally suffer the consequences. And we just have to learn to say no. So many of you raising exceptionally unordinary children find yourself 
With a very packed schedule, many of you will have therapy appointments, doctor's appointments, and those appointments are fairly regular. So you have to sit down and kind of map everything out that you have going on that are absolute musts. Maybe there are some therapies that really aren't an absolute must. You feel like maybe they're helping or you feel like you should be doing it. But if you're not seeing results, then take a break. See if that break shows you anything. If your child is not benefiting from a therapy, then it's okay to kind of to stop doing that therapy and give it a break and then re-examine your options down the road. I think that we try to do as much as we possibly can for our kiddos, but there are times where the options that we have available are just not conducive to making progress with our children. And that's okay. We don't have to have ourselves enrolled in every therapy possible. What is really helpful in terms of therapy is to utilize the services that are provided at your child's school. So if your child has all these outside therapies but has no therapies at school, perhaps you need to request an evaluation in those areas. So if your child struggles with fine motor, for example, and you have them in occupational therapy, but no one is seeing your child at school, go ahead and request that evaluation because if they qualify and then they get that service picked up at school, that's one less place that you'll have to run around to after school. So that is one option to reduce your schedule after the kiddos get off of school. The other thing that I like to caution people about is extracurricular activities. In society today, it seems like we all feel this pressure to have our kids involved in everything under the sun. Sports, music, scouts, um, the list goes on. I can't even think right off the top of my head, but... There are so many options for extracurricular activities out there, but that doesn't mean your child has to be in all of them, and that doesn't make you any worse of a parent if your child is not. We like to joke that we probably run our kids around less than anybody we know, but we're okay with that. So what we like to do is talk with our kids about what is of interest to them, and then map out how we could make that happen without negatively impacting our family. So right now, I have two children in music lessons. They are scheduled back-to-back on a Tuesday. Hopefully, we're going to be moving that to the daytime soon. To Since we homeschool, that works with our schedule. But we have music lessons back-to-back, and then we have about a half an hour break, and my daughter, who's taking music lessons, has gymnastics for 45 minutes. So they're all scheduled on a Tuesday, which makes it seem a little bit busy, but she has a 30-minute piano lesson, then she has a break for an hour and a half. Is it an hour? No, not quite that long, I guess. Maybe like an hour. She has a break for an hour. And then she has her 45-minute gymnastics. But those are her two extracurricular activities. They both happen on Tuesday night. And we're done. So her schedule 
is Tuesdays. And then every other day of the week, she doesn't have any extracurriculars planned. My oldest son is the sports guy, so he's usually on sports teams. But we limit what sports he plays based off of his interest. So right now he could be doing football, soccer, fall baseball, basketball will be starting soon. But right now we're not doing anything. Um, We don't do football or soccer. He doesn't really have any interest in that. But there was the opportunity to play fall baseball, which we declined because we wanted him to be able to have free time to explore other sports. Right now it's golf or just to sit around and practice his jump shot or play baseball out in the backyard with his buddies. We don't believe that our kids constantly have to be involved in something. And if it's your choice to have your children involved in all these activities, more power to you. But for our family, that just doesn't work. So he is a basketball player and a baseball player. So we will work out our schedule, and those generally those sports don't overlap, but just for a little bit in the winter time. So we happily will support him in his sports adventures, but it will not impact our lifestyle too much. The practice times are fairly limited, and we have chosen to play on a travel team that only plays in about five tournaments for each sport a year. So that does not involve us being gone every weekend, and they're all pretty local, so we are not gone for an entire weekend, which helps with our family and my kids who really have no desire to watch their brother play in the sports games, it's very helpful because it's just a limited commitment, but he is getting to experience a little bit more competitive baseball and basketball. I feel like many of us feel a lot of pressure to expose our children to so many different opportunities, but truth be told, way back when, when I was in elementary school, there really wasn't much to do. I remember playing softball in the summers, and I was involved in 4-H and took piano lessons. But all in all, it didn't really take up that much time. So don't feel like you have to put your kids in all of this stuff. If they have a really strong interest in something, then make that your priority, and then work on what other activities they will participate in from there. So if your kid loves music, Boy Scouts, baseball, basketball, soccer, you're going to have to have them make the choices of which ones they like the best and then go on from there. Because if you are too stressed because you're overscheduled, you have to adapt. And it's okay to adapt. I'm not saying you have to pull them out of everything, but you have to be realistic and adapt your schedule so that it works for your whole family. So let's move on to tip number two, outsource when possible. This comes from a high school friend that I happen to do a little side job for her every week. And she travels for her job. Her husband also works. And one of the biggest problems they had was their laundry. They could get their laundry washed, but then it just never got put away and it was always piling up in their basement and it was causing her just stress and it was always hanging over her head. So once a week I go in and fold and put the laundry away. 
And one day we were talking and she was telling me how she also has someone who cleans the house. So she has outsourced the areas that she doesn't really have time for that hang over her head because she wants to be able to spend more time with her family. And she gave that advice to someone who was having another baby and it's always kind of stuck with me since then. So if you can swing it, hire a house cleaner. It doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't even have to be every other week. If you can afford to have someone come in once a month and just kind of do all of those jobs that you put aside, do it. It's okay to spend money on that because in the end, it saves you time and it greatly reduces your stress because there's nothing worse than sitting there thinking about, oh, I need to get all those bathrooms cleaned or haven't mopped my floors forever and when am I going to have time to do that? Outsource it. Hire someone. It will be money well spent. The same goes for yard work. Sometimes getting that yard work done is really, really a challenge. So if you can swing it, hire someone to come and do your yard work. Hire someone to come put the mulch down to come and clean up your flower beds and plant flowers. Like money is well spent when it is reducing your stress and saving you time. Another area where you could outsource when possible is organization. I am not the best at organizing my house. I get overwhelmed really, really easily because we have so much stuff and my kids don't want to get rid of anything. And I know they should get rid of stuff, but I just don't have the will to fight with them. So we have a lot of stuff. But... One day, once we can kind of clear some of this stuff out of here, I'd love to pay for someone to come and organize the house. My sister-in-law did that, and it was one of the best things that she had done because she had several kids, and they had some needs, and she just couldn't figure out quite how to organize the house so that it worked for everybody and made life just a little bit easier. So there are professional organizers out there, and if you can find one in your area, have them come out and do a little consult visit. It might be well worth the money that you're going to spend to get your house in order so that that can stop hanging over your head. Tip number three, utilize online convenience. This is ridiculously easy and so, so important. So Amazon, as we all know, you can buy pretty much anything at the click of a button on Amazon, but they have subscription services. So they have Amazon Pantry, or you can also order your essentials to regularly be shipped to your house. And so maybe it's paper towels, toilet paper, um, any of that kind of stuff that you set up for regular delivery, and then you just know you're not going to run out. So look online and check out what services are offered through Amazon or check out Target or Walmart. A lot of those places anymore, you can just sign up for a subscription and this stuff just shows up at your door and it's amazing. Online groceries are another huge, huge convenience. I love ordering my groceries online. I hate taking my kids into the store. I end up spending way more money because everybody wants this or that. They're rowdy and obnoxious, and it's just super stressful for everybody. So I have gotten into the habit of ordering my groceries once a week. I go and pick them up, and then I just have to run into the local store to pick up any random produce or extras that we need during the week, which I can do by myself, and it's quick. 
Many of these places now often offer delivery on top of it. So if you, especially if you're a working mom or working dad, you can order those groceries and schedule the time for them to be delivered and look how much time you've saved yourself. And what's awesome about it is that often you can go into your previous order and reorder things. So I typically hit reorder for my whole thing and then remove the items that I don't need that particular week. But it has all of my staples in it, like milk and eggs and bread and all those things that we consume every week. So it saves me so much time. Another company I really like to use is The Honest Company, especially if you have babies. I loved, loved, loved their diapers. I know they're more expensive, but I am particular about what goes on my kids and in my kids. So that was an option that we chose to pursue. But you can get you know scheduled diaper deliveries, and we still use The Honest Company for... Um, the kids' bath soap. My kids have sensitive skin, so the shampoo and the conditioner. And I like to use their laundry and dishwasher packs because they um, have not. Ha- I've not had any issues with them with the kids. So you can go in and schedule those as well, and it just shows up on your doorstep. I'm looking forward to my next Honest Company order here soon. We're about out of all of our shower essentials so they will be showing up and I can just restock my linen closet by hitting the click of a button. Tip number four is meal planning. Now meal planning is a must. There's nothing worse than every night having no idea what your family is going to eat for dinner. So meal planning a saves you time And B, saves you a heck of a lot of money because you're not ordering takeout, you're not going to a restaurant, you're not impulsively buying items at the store. You have a plan, you have your groceries on hand, you have a few extra emergency meals that you could throw in there in case your night gets a little wonky and you can't make what you had wanted, but it's all there. So what I do is I designate a day to meal plan. For me, it's Sunday. I spend part of my, maybe like a half an hour anymore, part of my Sunday planning out what we're going to eat that week. And I will plan my entire menu. I'll look through some recipes and throw in some new things. And then I immediately order those groceries online. And the other perk of ordering those groceries online is watching your budget because it's obviously doing a running tally while you're putting items in your cart. So if you want to stick to a budget, you add all those items in, and then if you're over, you might look back and be like, oh, you know what, we really don't need, I don't know, those chips, or we don't need that popcorn, or whatever it is, but you can remove items from your list and get your budget more in check with where you want it to be. So that is one of the easiest ways to save yourself a massive amount of time. In a small amount of time, you can have all of your meals planned, all of your groceries ordered, and you know what you're going to eat every night. This is where Wild Tree comes in extremely handy for our family. We have some food allergies. We cannot do food dyes. 
We have peanut, tree nut, and shellfish allergies. And I'm super, super careful about avoiding things like MSG and high fructose corn syrup and all of the fillers and preservatives that are put in our food. So we utilize Wild Tree. It is mostly organic, non-GMO, and they have so many options. They have make fresh meals where you can purchase a kit and it will give you the recipes for the meals and along with the Wild Tree ingredients and a shopping list of items that you will need to purchase to complete those meals. They are super amazing. I have had several friends try a variety of recipes and a variety of kits and they rave about them. So if you have not checked it out yet, I highly recommend you do it. You can also host uh, freezer workshops or you can just purchase the kit on your own. Those kits provide you with recipes for 10 Um, meals and you prepare them and put them in freezer bags and so you can just pull them out eat for whenever you want to eat them during the week so maybe on Tuesday nights you're super duper busy with um, activities after school pull out your meal and have it all thawed and when you get home you can cook it or if it's a crock pot meal you can already have it done But there are options for 10 meals there, and there are always enough products left over to typically make at least 10 more meals. They are full-size products, so they last a very long time. And there are also options through Wild Tree for super easy dinners. There's sloppy joe mix, there's taco seasoning, there's a kid's cheese blend, or and Alfredo Extraordinaire. We absolutely love the skillet meals. Most of those I can cook top to bottom in 20 to 25 minutes in one pan on the stove. And it so it saves a lot of time and it provides you with many options. Just because it's called a lasagna skillet meal doesn't mean that you just have to make it one way. There are tons of options and you can go on the Wild Tree website under recipes, type in your ingredient and find what you might be looking for. If you have any questions whatsoever about Wild Tree, please, please reach out to me. I would be more than happy to help you out with them. It is such a great option for busy moms, new moms, those moms who've just had a baby and are trying to keep their heads above water, teachers, full-time moms who stay at home all day but don't want to have to stress out about dinner, moms who work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. There are options for everybody, and I promise you will not be disappointed when you give it a try. Those are a lot of my Simplify Your Life tips. Of course, there's always many more, but I just wanted to give you kind of an overview of very simple things that you can do to make your life easier. So let's go back through them one more time. One, do not overschedule. Two, outsource when possible. Three, utilize online convenience. And four, meal planning. The internet is a great thing. Technology is a great thing. Sometimes it sucks up way, way, way too much of our time for things that are completely pointless. But if we're savvy enough to recognize that it can really change our lives and save us so much time, it is a huge benefit. Pay those bills online. Order those groceries online. 
do those classes that you have to take for certification renewal online. I mean, there are options for everything. I love things like Stitch Fix or I am looking into the Kiwi crates. Like there's just everything at your fingertips that you can use in your everyday life. And if you have an online source that you would like to share, I would love to hear about it. Something that makes that life just a little bit easier. Because we all know that raising children with exceptional needs is anything but easy. And typically, going places with them is a huge challenge. So utilizing those online services greatly reduces the stress for everyone involved. I hope you've picked up some useful tips on today's Exceptionally Unordinary podcast. Simplifying our life should be the ultimate goal. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you'll tune in next week. See you guys later.